Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Pack, your weekly podcast for bringing games to the Game Pass Collection. I will be the Bear Grills of this episode. Andrew, with me are Gilligan, Keith, Ahoy, <laughs> and of course our Wilson from Castaway, Liz. Hey guys. And this week we played The Long Dark, which was recommended to us by one of our listeners, Curtis. Uh, but this game is brought to you by Hinterland Studio, and this is a first-person winter wilderness survival game. So I've actually been pretty interested in this game. I've actually kept seeing it in a lot of my like news feeds. I saw it on Steam for a while, and I always knew it was just like a survival game, and I always thought it was just like in beta. But it looks like now it's finally complete, and they now actually added a story mode to it. And so now that's come to Game Pass, it's up to three episodes, three out of five of the story. So starting off, since this was my pick, uh, whether this was a game or a pass for me, overall, I think I give it a game. There's there's moments I did enjoy this game, but then there also was moments I didn't. So we'll get more into it. Keith, what did you think of it? Yeah, it's a pass for me. I didn't have a lot of moments where I found myself having fun, and I found myself being bored a lot. But you, Liz? Yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a pass as well. For me, at first, I just didn't like the survival part of the game. I guess this isn't the type of game for me. This I whole like, game is survival. I, I just said, that's why I don't like the <laughs> I know, game. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, so for me, like in other games, like when you're going into battle, I like to be overly prepared. And with this, you really can't be. And then some things happened that I still, I think, are BS. And then, so even when I started to enjoy it, these things started happening. And I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I good. I out. So, starting off, the first thing I wanted to talk about in this game, because it always kind of made me chuckle, and that is the very beginning of the game when you boot it up, and it gives you a warning saying, this is just a video game, please do not go out in the wilderness and try to use skills you learned from this game and try to survive. And then also, like, it says, like, we are aware wolves do not attack humans as frequently as in this game, but we're, it's clearly a game. <laughs> So anytime I saw that intro, it always kind of made me laugh, but it's also like sad that they have to put it in there. I mean, I'm glad I was oh, warned. I feel the need to put it in there. I was ready to throw a backpack full <laughs> of orange soda and just get on out there. Winter survival. I got this. <laughs> I played a video game, so I've nailed it. I'm, I'm just ready for it now. I mean, I figured Liz was ready because she always talks about how she always wants to go to Alaska. She's all about those Alaska shows. Yeah, but I mean, there's there's actually people there, you know? Yeah, but you hate people. Yeah, but if I'm starving, like, the people will be around. Oh, you want to eat the people? No, they'll have food. I'll be like, help me, I'm starving. <laughs> and they'll be like, no, people are evil, give me money. And I'll be like, okay, and then I'll get food. <laughs> yeah, I think that about sums it up. See, what I thought was funny is at the beginning, when you see the main character... I think it was the rosy cheeks and the square jaw, but he looked like the guy from Secret Neighbor. 100%. I was like, what game am I playing? I didn't even notice that, but you're totally right. No. You, he absolutely does. picture, like, Google it. Yeah, no, the, it's, the, it's the big cheeks, it's everything. No, you know what bothered me about this right from the very get-go? Is I read the description, and it says, there are no zombies, only you the cold, and everything Mother Nature can throw at you. Why are there so many people? There's so many people. I was not prepared for... I thought I was me and Mother Nature. Well... And I hated there's everyone. There's not a lot of people. No, there was way too many people when it says there's <laughs> only you, and then there's like at least 
four that I ran into, and I hated all of them. Just all they were all bad. Well, the first. To kind of explain, they first made this game. This game first was just the survival mode that's in here. It just recently they put in the story mode. Well, they should have just so left it. It's that kind way. of an added thing. So they probably first wrote that when this game was just the survival mode, and the people you interact like there isn't there still isn't that many people in this game. But I I do think it's funny that it did say right at the beginning this is not a horror game because there were moments where I'm like is this a horror game I feel like something's about to jump out at me like the way the music was kind of going but it's like I'm exploring a house. Like, there was a time where the creepy horror music came on. Yeah. And there was nothing around me and I was like this is the weirdest like music to have right now. I didn't understand. I thought I was going crazy. But to kind of get things back on track, the overall story of this game is you are a pilot and you kind of obviously get these vibes that you're kind of secluding yourself and you have this you kind of have a disjointed marriage or a past marriage that had some family issues and then all of a sudden out of the blue your ex-wife comes and she needs you to bring her up north to the northern part of Canada to kind of help bring quote-unquote medicine there's a whole mystery about what she's actually carrying she claims it's medicine but obviously the story is trying to figure out what happened it's to it drugs. but as you're going there an EMP goes off, your plane loses power, you end up crashing in the wilderness, and your wife is missing. Or I guess it's the ex-wife. So the whole point of the story mode is you are trying to catch up and find your wife and kind of figure out what the whole mystery is behind what she's trying to do with this briefcase. So did you guys find the story interesting at all? I did. For me, unfortunately, I got so frustrated with the game, not the story at all, just like the, the gameplay, that I ended up actually switching to survival mode before I got too far. And I thought survival mode was actually, I think it made more sense. Yeah. Everything actually happened the way that it was supposed to. I don't know if it was like a, like a pro, like things that happened in survival mode, like didn't happen for me in the um, in the story mode. Yeah, the story mode's very scripted. Like, there's it's scripted as to what items you're going to find. Like, you will not find a gun, like, in the first episode kind of thing like that. But in the world, and when you do survival mode, everything's random. All the loot is random. So you could enter a house right away and instantly find a gun or a pistol or something like that. But yeah, in story mode, it's very just scripted as to what you can get and find. So for me, I thought the story was... Okay, I was interested in it, but you could clearly tell this whole, everything about this game is just designed, it was clearly just broken off of their survival game mode that they had, which is obviously understandable, this is a survival game, but it kind of feels, it just felt like an afterthought for me, because I found the story interesting, but it's just like, oh, here's like 20 minutes of text of just like you talking to this one NPC, now they give you a mission, and it's like a good two, three hours of you trying to survive, get there, find the thing, get the thing, go back to that person, then 20 minutes of text. Like there was just, it was too long in between sections of like getting story fed to me that while I'm trying to get to the objective and do the objective, I was losing interest. So maybe this is part of my issue with the game end because I honestly didn't actually touch the survival mode. I only played the story and I played a lot of it and I just felt like I never got anywhere. And that was one of my biggest complaints is I felt like there was just so much dialogue and I hated everything about it. That said, scripted or not, as far as the loot goes, I just 
found it a nuisance. And I know it's a survival game, so I understand that, but boy, I just hated every minute of it. Well, also, that didn't make sense to me, too. Like, you're talking about the loot and everything. There are a couple times that I would go into a house, like, looking for crates to break down and stuff, and I understand it's nighttime, but I thought it was really weird that at night, sometimes outside, like, and inside you couldn't see anything. Outside, it's like you think that they'd be, like, moonlight and stuff. There is sometimes. Yeah, but... It depends like, on the weather. But if I see, like, all the stars and everything, it's like, why can I not see, like, around me? It didn't make sense to me, because if with the snow, like, reflecting and stuff, it should be brighter to find uh, loot and everything, because, like, your cursor will go over it, but it has to go over, like, ten times to finally pick it up, and you can't see it, so you're just, like, hoping that cursor goes back on it. I think your biggest issue is you were playing on the TV in the living room, and there's a lot of glare. You cannot have any glare with this game. I, I at least noticed, like, when I'm playing on my PC and I could have the room dark, it was easier to see at night. Like, you, there actually would be some reflection from the moonlight and stuff like that. And it was better to see. So I will say that you cannot play this game with any glare. I highly recommend playing at night. Yeah, that's that was one of the issues I found, too, is I definitely had to turn my brightness up and two things about it that bothered me were one you can't do it within the game you actually have to back out to the main menu if you want to adjust that and two it was just way too sensitive like i know brightness and all these things can affect something real quick but it was just so hypersensitive to that which speaking of the beginning i do want to say i appreciated that you could change the text size because as someone who's like kind of blind, it was fantastic <laughs> to like do like the, the larger text. I actually didn't notice that option. I mean, I saw that it was there. I didn't change it. But I wanted to bring up, it's kind of off topic, but I said earlier that I I just got so frustrated I had to play, stop playing the story mode. And that's because, I don't know if this happened to you guys, but there were three things that happened to me. And after the third one, I was done with story mode. I... It, so the first one was I had left a grandmother's house and I had full everything because I knew that I was going on a trek. So I was warm, I was rested, I wasn't thirsty or hungry. And then I picked up some wood and then all of a sudden my backpack went from 30 to 15 pounds. So I was encumbered. Mm-hmm. And then all of my radials went down 75%. No reason at all whatsoever that this happened that I can think of. I was full everything. I just left her house. And then the second thing that happened was that my I was making a fire. I had a 55% chance. That's pretty good. So six tries, nothing. Starts getting windy and snowy. So I go into this shelter and it has this big open door. You know, because I want to get away from the wind so I can make a fire. <laughs> I tried two more times. Okay, so this is a total of eight times. On the eighth time, I finally start a fire. I feed it a bunch of wood, and I go to rest, you know? And I wake up, and I'm almost frozen to death because the fire went out in this shelter. After trying eight times to build this fire, that I had a 55% chance every single time of making. And then, on top of that... I got food poisoning every time I ate, even when I cooked the food. <laughs> and I was like, this this is a joke. Like, I, like, the first time I ate, I understand I didn't cook it. I didn't know the rules. The sardines made me sick, whatever. <laughs> but after that, I was always cooking my food, and it was fine. 
And then I played the survival mode. And I was fine eating the cooked food and the energy bars, everything. And after that happened, like, I think it was like a third or fourth time that I got food poisoning. I was like, in a row. I was like, this is stupid. This this is asinine. I'm cooking. This was all in story mode? Yeah, no, survival mode was fine. I actually, the that's why the rest of the time I played in survival mode. Because I just, that stuff didn't happen to me in there. What difficulty were you playing on? The easy. <laughs> okay. Because I never got food poisoning once. I played on just Neither the Neither did I. Not once. I never ate any raw food. I only yeah, ate, like, sardines and crackers and, and Yeah, I such. ate moldy food and I never got sick. I didn't okay, eat I think any... I did. I didn't really even pay attention. Yeah, I didn't eat any meat. I, it was all canned. I, I also think you're cursed. Unfortunately, I never saw any of these moments happening to you, so there's no way I could kind of help you. But I think you are cursed because... Whenever you're over-encumbered, you can still walk and move. It just gives you a warning saying, like, hey, if you're walking on any slopes, you have a chance of, like, spraining your ankle or hurting yourself. Uh, majority of the time, I was over-encumbered. And I mm-hmm. never sprained my wrist or anything like that. I sprained myself and all you the told time. Me that. You're, like, you're like, oh, I sprain myself all the time. I'm like, I, I never do. Then literally, as soon as you said that and you watched me play, I was nonstop spraining my ankle. And it was driving me insane. I think you're just cursed. You can't game. drop a centimeter with those Spraining your ankle. You can't jump in this game. I either. was fine. I jumped off a mountain once and my character was I fine. And then you watched me. Centimeter. It was ridiculous. I mean, I died a couple times, like just from falling too far, but never. No, I didn't have sprains. I will say, this is one of the things that, in terms of a, like a feature, I think it's kind of cool how they balanced it out because as your energy went down, the amount you could carry without being encumbered would also lessen. So, mm-hmm. like, you could be fine at one moment, but sprint across the street, and then the next time you're encumbered all of a sudden without having changed any of your backpack content. So, it was frustrating, and I hated it, but it is kind of cool that they take that into factor, I guess. It, it's a good attention to detail, I'd say. But yeah, so for me, I it just became unplayable. See, I don't know, I never had those issues... I, like, for the most part, when I'm, like, playing this game, I do find the survival aspect, for the most part, pretty fun. But after a while, I could only play this game kind of in sprints because everything, to me, was just getting so tedious. Boil the water, heat the food, rest. Like. Yes, and all the stuff you're finding is all very similar. You're finding the same granola bars, the same chocolate bars, the same cans of soda. The amount of sardines consumed matches. in this town is incredible. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, also, every building you go into has a load screen, and it's short, but when you're in town and you're going to, like, every building trying to get supplies, because at one point you have to stock grandmother's fridge and her wood pile thing, and you're going into all these buildings, and every single time you leave an exit, you have to wait for a load screen. And some of them are just a room, and it's like, really? For that? Yeah, but as you said, like, the loads were pretty quick. Like, not like compared to like Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds, you're, you're sitting there for like 15 seconds. This was like 5 to 10. But you're also searching the cabinets and there's, you know, yeah. the dial. And it's so- a lot of standing and holding a button. Standing, holding a button. So, so yeah, like, I, I do agree. Like, the gameplay itself was just, it was very tedious. And then kind of when you go out in the environment, I found the overall environments to be both beautiful and ugly. There's moments where, like, when the sky is open, you see the aurora borealis, the stars. It's like, oh, this is really nice. But then you look out at the woods. All the trees look the same. There's not a lot of foliage. There's not a lot of just, like, 
plants. It's just white, 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 white. There's a tree, white, white, white. Here's a rock, white, white, white. Here's a tree. And there just isn't much. And even for the animals, you have rabbits, wolves, deers, bears. Well, it seems like the rendering on it is just not very far. You have like That's a, true too. It's like a 15, well, I guess you can change it over to, to feet. But yeah, it's in metric. So I guess it's like a 15 meter radius, it feels like, where, yeah, everything's rendered within there. But outside of that, it's just gray and meh. It's hard because I like the style of the game, but... For me, I when we were playing Blair Witch, and I think there was a little bit of a debate between us about the graphics of Blair Witch, but there was still a lot to see. There was a lot of, like you said, foliage, twigs. I mean, you definitely felt like you were in the woods. Yeah. And with this, like, I definitely felt like it was lacking. Like, I mean, like, have some birds flying around, have some extra things. There's some birds. Different there, there trees. There were very few. Yeah, I just, I, even, like, the houses were kind of, like, just plain. Yeah, and so... I think that it would have been better if I felt more in the woods, but it definitely just felt like I'm in a, not cartoony, but definitely kind of like a cartoon. No, I, I agree. I think it felt cartoony. Like, I understand this is a snow survival game. Like, obviously snow is everywhere, but you could still litter your world with things to make it look kind of appealing. Like, I understand a lot of the foliage and everything is buried under the snow, but, yeah, it's just, it felt so lifeless. And then you could kind of clearly see these, like, invisible walls or, like, a purposely sharp mountain to prevent you from walking. So even though this is, like, an open world, it still didn't feel that open. You, you could clearly see the corridors as to where you could go and where you could walk. It's not like, hey, there's a mountain right there. I can climb that mountain. And I also feel bad backtracking, but I did just remember that at the very beginning when I was playing, I was immensely overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, I yeah. I actually stopped playing because like, you you obviously, like, you crashed. And then they're like, oh, you need to find your way. And then they're like, oh, no, you're getting too cold. You need to make a fire. I'm like, well, what do I do? Which one? So then I ended up stopping the game because I was like, Andrew, I don't know how to build a fire. And I don't even know if I should be doing that or if I should be, like, leaving. I didn't know what those dials at the bottom were. I didn't notice them. There's no tutorial. No. And so... There was, like, a little bit at first, like, when you're in your hangar, like, kind of explaining, like, how to look at things. But then it's like, have fun. Yeah, you're thrown <laughs> in. And so, f for me, I feel like I... If it wasn't, like, for the podcast, I probably would have started and been like, eh, no, I'm good. <laughs> I, I actually kind of found myself somewhat interested to start, and then immediately just started getting frustrated with it. And quite frankly... Did you pick up on it, Andrew? Is this purgatory? Is this, is that all this game is? <laughs> like, I, I'm actually serious for once. That's all that it felt like. It was just this weird, dark of like, oh, the people wander in, but they never leave. Ooh. I don't know. I, no, I do actually, I was actually going to say that, but I was like, I think he's going to get mad at me. Because with the whole story <laughs> mode, there is like a prison, so there is like bad people, and you, there's definitely some sort of like mystical element kind of going on because you meet this traveler that kind of keeps appearing out of nowhere. So Methuselah, yeah, Methuselah, it? like he just kind of appears and he's very cryptic and it's like this very well could be purgatory because I mean it is Canada. Like <laughs> I could think of any other place that's purgatory. It's Canada. Sorry, Canadian. No offense, oh, no. out there. <laughs> we love you all the How same. Robin Williams of you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I am mostly French Canadian, so I, 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 I feel like I can say it. That's a good point. 
but but yeah, I honestly, it was one of those games too that it just felt like it was trying too hard. And I get it, I guess, if the storyline was after the fact. I guess I kind of thought it went the other way around. And that's why I didn't focus on the survival mode. But I genuinely feel like even if I did put some time into the survival game, I don't know. If anyone out there really thinks I'm wrong about this game, let me know. And I'll put more time into the survival. But honestly, I just don't think it would be any more fun to me. I will say I think survival mode is a lot better. So... There is survival mode and there's also challenge mode, which challenge mode is essentially just survival mode. You just have more of an objective. Survival mode is just see how long you can survive, obviously, with its name. But what I enjoyed about survival mode is that everything is randomly generated. Well, the loot is randomly generated. The map is still the same. Like, you'll notice, like, oh, I visited this place in the story mode. What I liked about the survival mode is it actually had RPG elements to it. Your character is awful at building fires, but the more you build fires, the better they get. The better they get at hunting, the more you shoot a gun, the better they get at crafting. So I really liked that element. You could find books in the world where you would actually spend time and read, and it would improve your skill level of whatever book you're reading, of fishing or whatever. So I actually really liked that aspect of it, and there was more crafting materials and things for you to build in the survival mode than there was in the story mode. Is that not in story mode? No, there, it is, but the, if you ever look at your like blueprints as what you can make in the story mode, it's very limited. I meant more the you get better at making fires. No, that's only in the, the survival mode. Oh. You didn't have that skill in the in the story mode. I will say that that changes my opinion a lot, actually. I would, I actually would say I would give the survival mode a chance then. Like I, or I will give the survival mode a chance. Yeah, Stay tuned it, for also, updates. <laughs> it also does have like kind of a, a roguelike element to it where... Whatever you're doing in the survival mode, even if you fail, there's these feat awards that you get. So if you build like 10,000 fires, it says like all your characters from now on will have like the skill, a level three skill of fire starting. Uh, if you run 50 kilometers, you all your characters now will like use 25% uh, less stamina when they run. So it, it, it rewards you like keep playing the game and your characters will get better. And if you also look, 90% of the achievements too are also part of the survival mode. So you can clearly see that this company made the survival mode and then just built the story mode and the challenge mode off of it. Doing the challenge mode, as I said, it's it's still just the survival mode. You're still out in the woods just doing your thing, but it gives you specific challenges. Like one of them is like you have to climb the mountain to find a flare gun, then climb all the way to the lighthouse to shoot the flare gun, and that's how you win. Or there's an unstoppable bear that is constantly chasing you, and you cannot kill it. The only way to kill it is you have to get to the trapper's lodge, find his gun, and then you can shoot the bear with that gun. So it adds like a nice element of gameplay to it, because that is one thing that always kind of stinks with survival game modes. I mean, I know we were complaining about it a little bit with Minecraft, where we have a hard time figuring out what to do next. Like, cool, I made my castle, now what? So the challenge mode at least actually gives you an objective. Hey, if you're bored of just surviving, here's something to do to actually win the game. So I thought those were kind of fun, but they didn't change anything too much. It's still very much go in house, find candy bars, hopefully find a gun, but you only have like three bullets, maybe shoot a deer, cook that deer. My biggest complaint, I think, is overall the crafting. So... Another similar survival game, which is also on Game Pass, is Ark Survival, uh, Ark Survive, uh, Survival Evolved. That's the subtext of it. There we go. But uh, that game is very similar to this, but you're actually, there's more creatures to fight, more things to build, 
Like in that, you can actually craft a shelter. Like that's what I think was really kind of missing in this game. I wish there was a bit of base building in this game. The most you're doing is just crafting maybe some bullets, maybe making some lures, maybe making some snares, maybe making some clothes, but that's like kind of it. I felt the crafting of this game was really, really lackluster. I think what you just said, like the challenge mode sounds really interesting, but I feel like you're right. I feel like adding that, the building aspects would have really helped because for me, I don't think the story mode or the survivor mode really hold up. Like, I mean, I think at, at overall, like if you combine everything, it's like, oh yeah, I can see why like someone might like this game. But if you're playing just a survivor mode or just a story mode, I don't think I would like it at all. Yeah. I don't think I think you know, don't think either of them are are fully there. I, is no, what I, I agree. mean to say. Like that's why I first was excited for this game because. I don't read a lot of books, but I remember when I was younger, there was a book I read in like middle school called The Hatchet, and it's essentially kind of the same plot of like a 14-year-old boy was in a plane that crashed in the middle of Canada, and all he had for a tool was a hatchet, but he builds a base by a lake and is able to learn fishing and gather stuff, and like so that's kind of what I first thought this game was going to be like, where I'm like, cool, I'd love to build a shelter and like keep going back to the shelter, maybe upgrading it with some furs, like building things on it. But that just wasn't what this game was. Well, it kind of reminds me of a story that I read a couple years ago. And I think it would have been really cool to have hazards in it. Where, like, in the story that I read, the guy, like, his leg goes into into the freezing water. So he has to very quickly build a fire. But then he accidentally, like, builds a fire under a branch that has a lot of snow. And the branch breaks. And he's like, okay, well, now I'm freezing. So I feel like if you had, like things like that happen randomly, I think that would have been kind of cool. In survival mode, I mean. Well, I mean, I, I didn't play survival mode, so I can't I can't speak for that. And, I, and I'm going to. I really am. I'm going to give it a shot. At least. I think it's funny that you say that, Liz, because you literally just spent a 20-minute rant of how your backpack broke, <laughs> you kept getting food poisoning, you couldn't build a fire, so <laughs> you weren't getting these events, and you were like, I hated it. This is the worst. Because... I feel like they're such huge setbacks, whereas in, like, if something like that happens, like, you still have the opportunity to build the fire, things like that. Like, for me, what was happening was 75% of all your things should not go down randomly. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to try eight times for a fire when you have a 55% chance. You shouldn't get food poisoning every time you eat cooked food. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. That, that, that to me, is kind of silly. That's nonsense. But for me, like, accidentally walking on a patch of ice that isn't as thick as I thought it was, that could happen, you know? I do see what, I I do see what you're saying. If I have, like, stuff to put on the fire, automatic. well, actually, you know, I don't think I used that type of accelerant when I was doing it. But still, shouldn't take you eight tries. That's all I'm saying. You know, I was using a wet rag. I don't know why the fire wind light. It seems really <laughs> weird. But well, no, there I, are I, different accelerants you can use, but I definitely didn't use the, what's it called? I feel like an idiot. The liquid one. Gas. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can take that out. Nope, it's, that's staying in. No, it's not gas. It's Kerosene. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. It's still gas. It's gas of some sort, I think, or liquid. It's an accelerant. It's, it's an accelerant. Okay, let's just, let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Don't have to worry about me starting a real life fire. <laughs> I will say, though, one thing I do really praise about this game, I actually really, really, really liked the sound and the music in this game. 
I think this game does such a fantastic job. When a blizzard's going on and you go inside a building, I love just, like, hearing the creaking of the building and hearing, like, the wind kind of, like, getting through a little bit of the cracks of the building. Like, we've all grown up living up north. Like, we all know what it sounds like being in a blizzard in a storm. And I think this game does such a good job with its sound effects. Walking on snow. Walking on snow. Yeah, hearing some of the crows above. The music, I thought, did a really good job with, like, its tone. Except, as we said, there were some times where I'm like, is a zombie going to come out? Like, this sounds like a horror music right now. No, there's no zombies, just so many people. <laughs> Only in story mode. So many people, though. <laughs> Why do you keep saying so many people? I, I got through, like, halfway through Chapter 2, and I interacted with, like, four different people. Oh, I went through the dialogue with, with Shaw, or Hobbs, whichever one. one Shaw and Hobbs? That's, that's from Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, the dialogue <laughs> with one of them, and watch I, I, I quit the first time because I was I was actually trying to leave when it started the cold cut scene with him, and about halfway through, I just couldn't take it anymore. I was like, I gotta go. So I shut <laughs> it off, and I came back, and then I ended up muting it the second time, and then I just got the option to push the, the knife further in or pull it out, and I... I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't like this guy. And I just, I killed him. So. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You can figure, he's got a knife in him already. You've, you'll see. It's not a spoiler. Do choices even matter in story mode? That's another question. Uh, I mean, well, the story's I mean, not fully can... completed because there's only three episodes. But, I mean, if we're right and this is purgatory, your choices should have a lot of weight to them. But you said you couldn't keep the knife after. I thought you could. So, I so with that same moment, Keith, I first pushed the knife in too, but then it wouldn't let me take the knife out, and it's like it's a dead guy. Take the stinking knife out. That's a good point. So I reloaded it, and I pull the knife out. My guy looks at the knife, but apparently I didn't keep the knife, and it's like, why would you keep that? Like, a knife is a super good survival tool. Yeah. The reload is fantastic because a couple of times that those things happened to me. I went back into the game and I just like I just left the game. I didn't realize that like you had to go to bed for it to save. So I went back to the in game. survival mode. Yes, in survival mode. Sorry. And so I went back and I started playing again. And I was like, oh, it didn't save that part, which was great. <laughs> yeah, when you're playing the story mode, it it actually saves like five different auto save segments. So that's the thing about this game, since obviously it is a survival mode, you can quickly go from 100 to zero, like real quick. Like a blizzard could hit you, a wolf attack you, and you're just in a real bad situation. So I do like that there's like multiple saves. So it's like, crap, I, I, I keep dying in this one. I can go back two saves where I'm in a better position. So I really like that about that game, about this game for the story mode. In survival mode, you're just, you're out of luck. Good luck. You die, you die. And, yeah, there was, like, it was frustrating because it happened to me. I, I was, like, my eighth day in. I just explored this entire DM. I'm fully, like, socked up. I'm, like, sweet. I'm good to go. I exit. I, like, build a fire. I'm, like, fixing my clothes or something like that. A wolf attacks me. I'm bleeding. And I'm, like, oh, man, I'm getting cold. <laughs> Try to build a fire. I'm all out of wood. So I'm, like, crap. Okay, well, I'll get back in the building. Apparently the door I went through was a one-way exit. So now I'm stuck on, like, this end of a dam and there's wolves in one direction and a brick wall on the other end so i'm like crap i literally can't do anything so i ended up bleeding out from the wolves that bit me and it's like well that really sucked i was doing so well and just died right away which i noticed that about you you never really stocked up 
Like, when, did. no, when you went to like the, the houses and stuff, you, you ignored some of the crates in the cardboard and I asked like, oh, why don't you take the wood? And they're like, there's wood everywhere in the woods, Liz. And then all the time you'd be like, crap, I don't have any wood. And like, you have the space in your backpack, but you refuse to take the wood. Because it's heavy. And it takes so much time to break down boxes and everything. It just seems yeah. unnecessary. But if you too much energy. zero, wouldn't you want to take the time? I don't know. I just like going into it prepared. You know what? I like to live life in the danger zone. Yeah. I don't want to get stranded with you. <laughs> <laughs> get stranded with me? I mean, your survival strategy is to beg for people to give you food, apparently. No, I'm saying if I'm starving to death, I would beg. But, I mean, I'm not going to go to Alaska and live off the land with no skills. I'm going there as a vacation. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm you love your Alaska shows, and you're like, can we please move there? And it's like, we are the least outdoorsy people. I'm not I going to Alaska. I love the outdoors, but I just like don't know how to hunt and things. I wouldn't go there for that. And I would go there for a vacation. Hey, I can tell you, my brother got stationed in Alaska. And he is one of the most, least outdoorsy people I know. And he's now out there making his own beef jerky. So, I don't know. I think there's just something in the air out there that just makes you want to do things. Also... Be adventurous. I'm saying I'm not outdoorsy because I don't like spiders. It's like, I feel like oh, that's cold. Well, who does? Spiders <laughs> can get out. No, you don't like, you don't like bugs. You don't like heat. I bugs don't are, like, you like plumbing. Well, good. There's not a lot of heat in Alaska. Well, I guess in, except in probably buildings and such, but, you know. But you, you hate eating meat. And guess what? That's 90% of your diet in Alaska is meat. Yeah. You're going to eat some, some bullwinkle out there. Eat some moose. <laughs> Some bullwinkle? Yeah, Rocky and Bullwinkle. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait, a... I thought Rocky was the bull. No, no I guess it makes sense. Bullwinkle's the bull. Oh, whatever. And he's not a bull, he's a moose. <laughs> whatever, you know what I mean. They have fish. That's still meat. Ew, fish is no, gross. No, but like, for instance, like, I'm not vegetarian or pescatarian, but I'm saying, like, I don't mind eating fish. Okay. But you said you won't touch the worms to uh, put on for bait. You know, I also don't mind eating <laughs> artichoke and spinach artichoke dip, but, like, I'm not a vegetarian, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right, we're getting super <laughs> off track here. So, back to the game we were talking about. Um, a lot of orange soda. <laughs> a lot of orange soda in this game. And sardines. Just always sardines. That give you food poisoning. I, I was always curious about that. How are none of the soda cans frozen? Like, anytime you're outside, it's always, like, two degrees, or, yeah, two degrees Celsius, and none of the soda is ever frozen. And why aren't you finding alcohol? It's cold up there. That's a good point. There's yeah, no alcohol. Drinking. It's Canada. Canada, you're out there, listeners. Tell us, you drink a lot in Canada, right? Hockey so, games. Yeah. Kind you of, find no maple say, syrup. No beers. Wait, that's another thing. You... Okay, now, now, you're, now you're stepping on some thin lines. So, yeah, I mean, that's just like my overall complaint with this game. I feel like it's just it's just very tedious and a lot of the same things over and over again. And you can always kind of like, you can obviously see kind of like the tedium in this game too when it comes to like the achievements. As I said, this game clearly was just designed mostly around in survival mode. So majority of the achievements are you earn in the survival mode. And they're relatively achievable, but some of them take a lot of time. Like, one of the achievements is to survive, like, over 100 days. And it's like, oh, that is a lot of time. Cumulative days or? Yes. Like, one character survives over 100 days. Actually, I think there's one that goes up to 500 days. I know. 
Like, I think I could do it, but it's like, would I want to? (laughs) So, I don't think I'd recommend this game for achievement hunters. You get some achievements when you're playing the story mode. Like, you obviously get it as you're progressing through the story, but not that many. A lot of them, as I said, are just from beating challenges or doing the survival mode. You know, exploring certain areas. Like, some achievements are to explore everything. Uh, Looking at our stats, I played the most. I think I've only explored, like, 7% of the world. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, man. It's like, that's a lot of work. Because the map... Because also, too, the map in this game is pretty rough. You have a map of the overall region. I actually just discovered this recently. I would pick up charcoal, and I'm like, what the heck do I do with charcoal? As we said before, this game has, like, no tutorial. Apparently, you draw out a map with the charcoal. And I did not realize that till just recently. And it's like, wow, that would have been so useful. Wait, you do what now? When you have the charcoal, it you actually draw out a map. Like, your character actually starts drawing out the map and, like, recording it. Like, so in more detail than what you already see? Yes. Because, well, granted, so you didn't play survival mode, Keith. In, no. In the actual story mode, you actually got a map of the town. You don't have that at all in the sto- in the survival mode. So you your character actually has to draw a map to kind of lay out the lay of the land. Okay. Which, then. When I was playing, I don't remember if it was story or survival, but do you know how they give you different options to throw into the fire? It had that option to throw the coal in the fire, so I just thought that that's what it was for. That's coal. I thought that's what you said. Charcoal. Oh. Oh, I never found charcoal then. Well, you find charcoal in, the, in your uh, pile of wood when you finish burning it. Oh, gotcha. Makes sense, though. Very interesting. Yeah. So overall, yeah, I don't recommend it for achievement hunters. So, yeah, this one you might want to overlook. But uh, getting to our final thoughts, I guess I'll go first here. So as I said, I think this game has moments where I was enjoying it. I think the survival mode in this game is actually the most enjoyable part. I found the story interesting. It's just the story was a ton of dialogue, then a whole lot of not, and then a ton of dialogue. And it just, it wasn't flowing enough to keep me interested in the overall story of the game. So, the story mode, eh. But survival mode, I did find a lot more enjoyable. I liked the RPG elements of it. It did feel more challenging. Um, I oh, Real quick, too, I also recommend if you play the survival mode to pick the female character. I found her voice a whole lot less annoying. The guy was, I thought, so obnoxious. Oh, I could really use this later. Man, am I really hungry. Just constant talking. The girl I thought was actually just quieter. And it's like, ah, this is so much better. So I recommend playing a female when you do survival. But yeah, survival was fun. But once again, it still just got very tedious. So for me, I think I'm just giving this game a solid 70. I'll just go ahead and... I just didn't enjoy a lot of my time playing with it. I did... As I mentioned, only play the story, so maybe I missed out on it, and I do actually want to go back and check out the survival, just because it sounds definitely more interesting, but even if that increases it for me, I still just don't know it's something that I really would love or recommend to a friend, unless, I don't know, they're just really into survival games, I guess. I think I'd give it a 65 and maybe a 70, I would be my upgraded score if I end up enjoying the survival mode. So, yeah. I was actually going to give it a 67. Like, talking about it, though, I want to give it less. (laughs) But I'm going to stick with my 67. And looking at Metacritic, 
76 and 6.8. And looking at some of the critics, someone said the twists and unexpected turns of a story are complemented by the survival mechanics that are challenging and thought-provoking. Uh, another one said stellar survival mechanics and story story mode leaves much to be desired. And lastly, one more person who gave a 67. Perfect fit for anyone who likes their games to be challenging. I thought it was interesting that they said uh, the survival mechanics are thought-provoking. Yeah, Dark Souls is challenging too, but... Eh. <laughs> How is it thought-provoking? What makes me... I feel like, I don't know. They gave an 85 too, so I don't, I don't know. It's a glowing score. <laughs> for me, it's just... I just feel like there's better survival mode games, like 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 I was saying, like Ark, Ark. You're doing more in it and fighting things more. Have I played another survival game? No. Survival ish. Yeah, but no. Yeah, I I was trying to think about that, but I think this is my first like you know, you don't do something, you're gonna die, and uh. Yeah, I don't think it's like that type of game for me. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. If you have any recommendations or you want to reach out to us, uh, or if you want to recommend a game that's awful that you just want to torture us with, you can reach us at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook at GamePassGrabBag. We also have a YouTube channel, which uh, we don't have an exact URL for, but if you search us up on YouTube, you'll find us. Uh, we need to get 100 subscribers to actually get a proper URL. So if you're looking for something to do, at least follow us on YouTube, because more videos are coming, I swear. You can also follow us on Twitter at GPGBPod. I have been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952, and I'm on Mixer with the same name. Oh, I'm Keith, and everyone seems to like human fall flat. Can someone explain that to me? I just, I want answers. I, I, <laughs> just every, That's our most popular episode, and I can't figure it out. So if someone's still listening to this, and... You can answer that for me, please. To I saw that clip of me throwing you off the. I I mean maybe. What, what is that called? The platform? Ledge. But yeah, but there's <laughs> way more downloads on that episode than there are on I that think... video, so I don't okay, think that's it. Ledge. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm Liz the Noob Gamer Tag coming on Dean. And I'm on Twitter. I'm Liz the Noob Noob Z W. Did I say that right? Yeah, she did. I, I think so. I mean, right. Sorry, other Liz the Noob, if not. Hey, well, we are quickly crashing and burning, so we're going to end this. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Good night, everybody.